0: go. Oh, that's me. Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. No.
1: Yeah. And they asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show.
0: Ready? Yes. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping, And the theme this week is... um talking to your partner. Friendship and partners. Communication. Par- partner, partners and crime. Cops. What, what is, what is...
1: Partners in crime, colon, doing friendship and romance. No, I don't got it. I thought I had something there.
0: We don't really care about romantic relationships, but this episode is vaguely about them. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Hi,
1: Trin. Hi, Jen. Happy almost New Year. Oh, God. You know what this week is? No. I've heard that this week is called the taint of the year. <laughs> <laughs> the the week between Christmas and New Year's is the taint of the year because people are underslept, they're cranky, it's cold, people are back to work watching their friends be not at work. Mm. Things, I know that feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's just the taint of the year.
0: So by taint, I'm assuming you don't mean like a t- the tinge of the year, but actually the grundle. The grundle, the fun bridge, the fleshy, fleshy. Fleshy fun bridge, I believe. Yeah, so it's the bit in between the testicles and the anus. How many
1: young listeners do you think we
0: have? Um, you know, not enough that don't know what a grundle is by now. I, I didn't think. know what a grundle is until I was 23. That's okay. Thank you do do um uh vagina havers have a grundle
1: i don't know you're looking at me with like the most intense
0: stare i've ever seen i don't know how to answer this i'm honestly thinking about it very hard yeah like is there enough space there to warrant its, it's own a tiny region? tiny grundle it's more like a suburb than it is a region <laughs> Uh, anyway, so on the topic of partners and romantic relationships. Yeah, we got so many
1: questions over the holidays, which yeah. me to believe some of you had bad holidays.
0: I, I just feel like, you know, emotions, running high, spending a lot of time with people that you don't usually or don't want to spend time with.
1: You know, when I'm in my childhood home, I revert back to my 16-year-old self, which is not great. It means I stop taking care of myself. I sleep it like all day and stay up all night. Not, like, in a fun way. Like, I'm just, like, watching the office and eating nachos in bed, which is great, like, the first night. But by three nights of that, you're like, oh,
0: I got to get home. Jen, I have to tell you this. I can't believe I didn't tell you this already. What? I laid a trap for myself. What? So this is what happened. So the night before Christmas Eve, I was like, I know that on Christmas Eve morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be very emotional and grumpy. So I'm going to lay a trap. So I scrubbed down my entire apartment I scrubbed down the bath and I put together like um, my Epsom salts right next to the bath. I put like my bath bombs in there. I like I put laid the candles around for it. Uh, I made sure there was breakfast like that was easy to put together. I ground the coffee, put the water in the pot, like the whole thing. This is brilliant. And so, but here's the best part though. Okay. (laughs) So I woke up Christmas Eve morning and I'm like, this is so bad. Trin, you're so dumb. Why would you think that this would make me feel better? (laughs) So I get up and I just start playing video games. And I was like, I'm going to have some coffee. I'm going to make some coffee. So I go, I was like, oh, the coffee's all set up. Oh, thanks, past Trin. That was really nice. Okay, fine. And I was drinking my coffee, playing Civ, and I'm like... Okay, I think I'm ready for my bath now, I guess. Yes. So I just slowly, like, I, and I'm and i in the bath having my coffee, you know, like, like listening to music. And I'm like, damn you, Trin. Damn you, Trin. <laughs> you made me feel good. You seduced me yet again uh-huh. with friendship. Anyway. That's called being a good friend to yourself. I think that everyone should try. This is the longest pre-question banter we've ever had.
1: Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Okay, first question. Yes. My girlfriend is the best friend I've ever seen. She puts more effort into her friendships than any of her friends do in return. I think it hurts her feelings sometimes that she tries so much harder than her friends do for her. I get angry on her behalf, and I'm not always the best partner. Advice? So there are a
0: lot of possibilities here.
1: Yeah, I see two things you need to address right off the bat. First one, the asker's communication with their partner. And two, the girlfriend's relationship with her friends, which is kind of which we don't really have much insight into.
0: Right. We need to keep reminding ourselves that the question here is coming from the fact that the partner, the asker of the question is a conduit. Like they are getting the one side of the story from the girlfriend and they do not have the entire story. So this reflects really on both the relationship of the girlfriend and the friends and the girlfriend and the partner. So let's go through the whole damn thing.
1: Yeah. Let's peel back this onion. (laughs)
0: Ew. (laughs) Ew.
1: I think it hurts her feelings sometimes. So, like, what makes you think that? I think you ought to do some more asking here. Like, ask leading questions next time this comes up. Because I think it hurts her feelings sometimes isn't definite proof that you have insight into this. And let's be real like, you're biased. Like, it's your partner. It's a loving bias. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. o- that's okay. It's acceptable. But, like, you spend way more time with your partner than you do with your partner and all her friends. I assume that's a pretty safe bet. You're not an objective third party and you're not looking into this from outside and being like, huh, I've gathered all this evidence and this is my, my conclusion and I know it's correct. Let's make sure you are putting your support in the right places when it comes to your partner.
0: Ask her straight up: Are your feelings hurt? How do you feel about this? Even I think is an even better question, uh, because if she's putting in more effort into her friendships and they're giving back, that might not make her feel sad. It might make her feel wanted and needed and loved. To be honest, like that could be part of it. Wanting to feel wanted or wanting to feel needed uh, can be a really major component in friendships, uh, and and maybe it's that she puts in. Is it that she puts an effort to her friendships and it's not reciprocated or appreciated? Or is it that it's appreciated and not reciprocated?
1: Right. Like, what's the imbalance here? Right. We don't actually know.
0: One part of this is accepting that sometimes people just do things because they want to. And sometimes they do things because they want people to feel good. And if this feeling isn't reciprocated, that can be okay because it's the appreciation. Sometimes you do something because you are happy to do the thing for someone.
1: Easiest example that comes to mind is some friends are okay buying dinner for their friends that can't afford to go out to dinner. And maybe the other friend never pays them back. And like you're OK with that because like that's just an acceptable thing in your friendship. It may feel like an imbalance, but when it, when you get down to it, it actually doesn't feel like an imbalance at all.
0: So I get angry on her behalf and I'm not always the best partner.
1: I'm not always the best partner. That sentence kind of snuck in in the end there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's great that you're a safe space for her to vent. I feel like what might be happening here is that she's she's, uh, you know, turning that gasket and she's turning the release valve and it's spraying all over you. Uh, And you're a safe space for her. And that's super, super good. Uh, But that means that you only have one side of the story. So you are getting the angry feelings and you're not getting anything else. When it seems like you're absorbing those angry feelings and turning them into more angry feelings that you now have because you care and are protective of your girlfriend, which is understandable. But ultimately, if she's putting more effort into her friendships than she's getting out of them... That's her problem to solve. And you getting angry just adds anger. Your bad
1: feelings aren't going to solve this. I think the first thing to do, like we said, is ask and say something like, all I hear about your friends are the bad things. Like, let's figure this out.
0: Right. I mean, and it could very well that she has a a pattern of making friends with people who don't put in the effort that she would like. And that's something for her to solve, too. But you can be a supportive partner as she figures that out.
1: Like Trin said, ultimately, this is... Her problem.
0: And then let's talk about also the relationship between the girlfriend and her friends, because we've been talking a little bit about, um, you know, some friends buy dinner for each other. Some friends do this. Uh, that harkens back to Mr. Rogers's phrase, there are many ways to say I love you. Yeah. So there are a ton of ways to say I love you. And here's, here's where a disconnect might be happening. It is perhaps that her friends are saying I love you in ways that she is not telling you Or in ways that she doesn't recognize as being valid or appreciated.
1: Her friends might do things that she doesn't recognize as effort.
0: Right. Uh, And so when you are a supportive partner in her sorting out her uh, issue with her friends right now, don't just say, why do you have such bad friends? Right. Yeah, that's not a productive place to start. I know you want to protect her, uh, but you can also trust her judgment, at least a little bit you know
1: yeah yeah like let's take a step back and look try to look at it more broadly which I know is hard because this is someone you care about very much right and you immediately want to go on the defense and turn into a Gryffindor lion it's a good thing to jump to your friend's defenses but you know what they
0: might not need (laughs) <laughs> it's time to claw this. Yeah, you've got to logic it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have to logic it. The components that you start with when you say, how does this make you feel? How do you feel about this? Is one, she might simply like doing things for people and their appreciation is enough. Two, ask if they appreciate what she does. I mean, obviously, they're not reciprocating. But I mean, maybe they are appreciating and saying it in different ways. I would also say, what, like Jen said, what are the nice things that your friends do for you? So maybe they are saying I love you in different ways. Yeah. Uh, And then the other component is, what was the other component I was thinking about? (laughs) There's another fourth component in there that, uh, you know, it's ineffable. Yeah. It's a mystery. (laughs) I
1: don't know what I was going to say. Oh, shit. It seems like the advice we're giving is about communication and kind of digging into the problem a little bit here to make sure it's the problem that you think it is.
0: Right, because the, the disconnect here is that The partner, the asker, is on the receiving end of all the venting and has only one component of the picture and trusts and knows only that info and is becoming angry based on that surface level information.
1: It's possible the girlfriend isn't sharing every single nice thing that her friends do for her. Right. I would say that's actually likely.
0: I'd say that's super likely simply because, like, it's the way that, you know... Like when your friend has a partner and they vent to you about that partner all the time and you're like, that guy's not good enough for you, you know. Yeah. But the reality probably is, is that they're only talking about the partner when there's a problem.
1: Right. Exactly. Because it's it's easier to discuss the things that are going badly instead of the things that are going well, which is probably which could be 90 percent of the time. But instead, you're talking about the 10 percent about the juicy fight you had last night.
0: This asker is clearly a good partner. This this partner cares about their girlfriend. Yeah. But I think that when your girlfriend vents about her friends, ask her what she wants from you. Does she want a reaction? Does she want you to get angry for her? Because, yeah. I mean, that's totally valid.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, that's an OK thing to ask. Like, your support right now means you getting angry with me.
0: Right, right. Sometimes I just want to, like, yell about something and have somebody say, yeah, fuck you to that person also. Yeah. you Yeah, know?
1: exactly. God, turn and I, we've done that.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, and then and you could ask her, do you want me to help you solve the problem?
1: Do you want advice?
0: Yeah. Do you want to, to make a plan to move forward together with this? Yeah literally say yeah words.
1: use your words yeah use your words like do you want my help on this mm-hmm. how do you want my support what can I do
0: right because if if it's she just wants to vent then I would say let her do it mm-hmm. uh, and if she says you know what actually this is really hurtful and I would love to figure something out what do you think then that's another place to go for and then the questions from there there are maybe they're saying I love you in other ways um, do you think this is a pattern? Do we really want to get out and meet other different people like yeah. there I think that in conclusion, what we suggest is making sure that you have as much information as you actually need to make a plan, or if she likes you getting angry on her behalf, keep going yeah, that's cool too that's if, also good if that's like you know good for the both
1: of you to like bond together over this that's okay.
0: you are being a fine partner. You can do even better and go above and beyond by just asking what she actually needs when she's venting. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In fact, I really advocate for that because it's really annoying when you're venting and someone automatically tries to fix your problem or give you advice. And it's like, actually, I do know what I'm going to do down the line when it's time to solve this. But for now, I'm just upset. Just let me be upset at you. Yeah. 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 I don't think that's the case here. I just wanted to vent about that. <laughs> it was just a meta vent. <laughs>
0: But you can be a really good friend to your girlfriend here, and you two can move forward getting better friendships for the both of you.
1: Yeah, and if you determine that her friends do kind of suck, you'll be supportive there too. Like, we're not ruling out that possibility. We're just trying to get to the bottom of what actually is going on here, because we don't have a lot of information. But here's the thing,
0: neither do you. So we don't typically take questions that deal with relationships on this podcast. It seems like you are trying to do friendship at your girlfriend. Which is great. Which is super great. And which leads into the next question. Yeah. Very nicely. Do it up. Which actually starts, this is a friendship question, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a lady in my late 20s, and I've been seeing this guy for a few months now, and I feel like we're still in dating mode. We're still trying to impress each other and not offend each other. The thing is, I want to become friends with him as well as smooch, but I feel like we have a hard time conversationally. What can I do? They're not, like, walking on eggshells because they are comfortable with this person, but they
1: still have some walls up when it comes to, like, full-on friendship between.
0: Right. I feel like when when it says we're still in dating mode, I think that this means that, you know, it's been a couple months, but she's still shaving her legs every time (laughs) she sees him, which is, like, so much effort. And, man, uh, she's, like, blow-drying her hair still. Uh, They don't fart around each other. Oh, yeah. That's a really good...
1: Yeah, dating mode means, like, you know, you haven't really uncovered the depths of one another's farts yet
0: so speaking of farts i heard this piece of information lay it on me if you're particularly tooty one day what you can do is get two pairs of underpants and in between the two pairs of underpants put a uh, a sheet of fabric softener oh my god and when you fart it 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 warms the the sheet and it just comes out like like flowers that's incredible
1: you're gonna yeah. poop fart flowers i uh-huh. mean
0: i've never done it so i can't verify yeah. that it works well
1: i will try it I'm I'm, just saying. I'm going to try it. Try it. Okay. Uh, I don't need to today. Maybe
0: tomorrow. (laughs) Definitely soon. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing that I would suggest is have him come over and tell him, bring your pajama pants. This is not a date and we're not having sex.
1: Bring your jimmy jammies. Yeah. Literally say
0: this is not a date and we're not having sex. Bring your ugliest jammies that you would wear even if I weren't there. Right. Right. Uh, you're going to tell him that if you drink, you're splitting a bottle of wine. If you don't, you're baking cookies, something like super chill that'll like loosen you up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're going to watch like an old Star Wars, like one of the originals. Yeah,
1: and don't shave your legs. And don't shave your legs.
0: Yeah, maybe be on your period.
1: Oh, good idea.
0: To put as little time as possible getting ready for this date. Yeah. Yeah, Like, (laughs) like ponytail, for sure. Yeah. The point of this is that you want to... Even artificially, tear down some barriers so that you can tear down the conversational barriers as well.
1: That's really smart, Trin.
0: And I would suggest to do this with a friend that you uh, have been friends with for a few months and you want to take to the next level, uh, which sounds like you're going to seduce them. Not what I'm saying. Seduce them to the next level of friendship. Right. With consent. Exactly. Essentially, you're having a slumber party. You're going to make popcorn and you're going to like play games and you're going to hang out all night until your mom gets mad and tells you to go to sleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you're going to break out the flashlights and you're going to build a fort.
0: Yes. Yeah, like, that sounds great. Artificially break down as many barriers as you can so that other ones will fall naturally.
1: Right, like you're you're changing up you're literally changing up the setting a little bit here. If you've never done this before,
0: this is, can easily be done in conversation with like friends. In that, uh, sometimes I like to admit something embarrassing about myself to somebody when I'm first getting to know them, because it makes them feel like they know me further than they might, and also. Opens up a conversation for them to feel like they can they can bust out their abnormalities. As I well. love
1: that trend. I've done that before too. I have a couple in my back pocket to use on friends when they're feeling low. When I'm like, I got something that'll cheer you up. Do you want to hear the most embarrassing thing I ever did? And it like, don't look at me like that. Not now. It's not the time.
0: Oh man, yeah. I thought you were gonna bust yeah. it out. No,
1: I got a couple in my back pocket. I'll save them for you and the podcast.
0: So my stories that I usually bust out when I'm getting like is one when I vomited in my mom's coat pocket. I love tell that all the time uh two um when uh, uh, this guy who forgot he was my cousin hit on me oh no <laughs> uh and then what's my other... do you think he tells that story you know what I, if i were him i would because yeah. he handled it so well and was such a gentleman first cousin uh i think second cousin once removed oh well that's fine no it's not <laughs> it's not fine that's an, even another piece of advice is have some stories about yourself ready
1: yeah. like yeah. Like the stuff that you tell, you know, your other close friends, the stuff that your close friends already know about you might be time to bust out the embarrassing stories.
0: It could just be that you guys talk to each other differently.
1: Yeah. You could have different communication styles because you said, I feel like we have a hard time conversationally. Well, yeah, that's maybe you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe you you need to adjust your communication styles, or at least recognize that you have one.
0: You know how some people say, like, oh, the, there's the world is split up into two different people: people who like pizza and people who are don't, or something. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's there's one that I really love, which is um, the world is split up into people who talk like tennis and people who talk like bowling. Some people talk like bowling. Which means they get their ball and they go up to the line and they do their turn and then they're done and they sit down. And then the next person gets up and they do their turn and then they sit down. And then some people talk like tennis, which means it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes you interrupt each other. Sometimes uh, like it can get really intense and fast and blah, blah, blah. blah. But you're never taking a turn. It's, your, it's ongoing and it's back and forth. Back and forth quickly. Right. Zingers. I would say listen to him carefully. Maybe he wants to be more lively than you in conversation. Maybe he wants to do his one topic, his one tangent, hear out and then hear your topic and move on. Recognize that there are different ways of having conversations and that they are all valid. And it might not be that you guys have nothing to talk about, but that you just talk Differently.
1: Absolutely. This is a small example. My partner doesn't really talk before, like, noon. What? <laughs> he's tired. He sleeps in because he gets up super early during the week. So, like, before noon, he's not very conversational.
0: Whereas I am all about it. Are <laughs> you a morning person?
1: Um, After I've had coffee and it's Saturday, oh. I, I am, assuming I'm not hungover. <laughs> he needs coffee and food before he's, like, ready to dig into our Saturday. Whereas I am like, what? Wow. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm usually pretty into it. So pretty into the fact that it's Saturday. So I need to pull back a little bit while he's like still waking up. Setting has to do with this, too. Like he doesn't talk after he's first woken up unless I really bother the shit out of him. Sometimes I do that.
0: (laughs) Sometimes it's worth it. It's not that we're going to ask you to compromise here. It's that it's time to listen right. and see if maybe you just have differences that are overcomable.
1: Yeah, like you don't need to change everything about this relationship. But I think it would be kind of fun to to examine how you guys talk to each other.
0: Right, because more than likely, you and your close friends all talk the same way. Ooh, like that's that's pretty typical. Is that people are friends who are people who are similar to them? Is didn't you are you the one who told me that like people are genetically similar to their friends too? Or is it somebody oh, else? Oh, no.
1: I said you're more genetically similar to a banana than a monkey or something like oh, that, that a couple episodes ago, which was different. not...
0: Which was not. That's not the same. That's not relevant. No. Maybe it was Steven who told me. It doesn't matter. Uh, what's important is that your circle of friends, you all are around each other so much that you guys know each other's cues and you understand each other. You are just starting this relationship with this person and he hasn't memorized you yet.
1: Yeah. You don't know one another shorthand. Right. Now you. This is. I think it's fun to learn someone's shorthand. I
0: totally agree. Yeah, yeah. But and and I feel like this is a problem that people have in relationships and and friendships, is that you bring somebody new into your life and you expect them to know you as well as everybody else who is around you all the time, which is not accurate.
1: Yeah, or fair. Yeah. Any party.
0: Right. Uh, and honestly, it's possible you might just not gel this way. And if that's a deal breaker for you, that's fine and understandable. But. Best friends don't need to date and people who date don't need to be best friends. Those are two different kinds of relationships.
1: There's that saying that's like, marry your best friend or marry your biggest fan. And it's like, do that if you want or not.
0: Right, right, (laughs) Right. right. If you have chemistry and you have romance, that's a great relationship.
1: If you have farts and tacos and beer, that's also a great relationship.
0: Right. You don't need to uphold... All of the pillars of, like, a happy Christian marriage or whatever. Like, you you have a bunch of different relationships in your life. Your friends, your family, everything – Um, I think it's great that you want to be closer friends with this person that you obviously dig. I think that's incredible. And I think that you will be successful in this if you try. Uh, But ultimately, if you're happy with the way things are, you don't have to force a best friendship out of this. He can just be your boyfriend. You
1: don't need to put this into a certain template or category or definition if
0: it's not working that way. I feel like we're going to have like five in-conclusions here. Yeah. First in-conclusion is... (laughs) Go for it. Go. F- oh, me? Yeah. Do oh, you have one? I was going to say that they should go for it. That's my conclusion. Got it. Got it. Go for it. Like, go hard and be like, listen, ponytail, sweatpants, no sex. I'm going to ask you about your childhood tonight. <laughs> You know, and just and lay it out there. Say, you know what, I've had a really great time with you. And we've had wonderful dates. Uh, but I would like to be emotionally closer. And this is how I kind of want to do it. And if you're not down with it, he might not be. And, like, and that's a sign for you. Um, but I would say this is how you move forward is to ask the questions, listen to him and understand that he does not yet know you as well as the people that you currently have great conversations with.
1: Get on his Facebook or, like, get some childhood photos and be like, what was this one about?
0: Oh, my God. That's actually adorable. That's, like, a
1: good way to get a story going.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh my God.
1: <laughs> get permission before you dig into the past on Facebook, though. If there's, like, photos from, eight from like, eight years ago, I'm going to be like,
0: no. no! <laughs> ah. You could do that the night when you look exactly in, like, exactly. Star Wars. Just yeah. be like, hey, I'm. let's go through each other's old Facebook pictures. Yeah. And oh. then
1: like every single one. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Oh, and I had another thought. Yeah, tell this us is your just ki- This is kind of a side thought. Oh. So, like, not every conversation you have with your partner will be sparkling and epic and lead you to stare into one another's eyes or learn something insightful about the person. Relationships are easier when you're on a beach at sunset drinking wine. Conversation yeah. is easier in this setting. Mm-hmm. Relationships are less easy when you are stuck in traffic in the middle of February on the way home from your racist uncle's house. Oh, God. Or if you're stuck in an airport. Like, epic romance 24-7 is not actually a thing. Right. Unless you consider enduring errands and, you know, the boringness of life together romantic, which I personally do. What about this person makes you happy and excited, and how do they support you? Those are questions to ask, too, before
0: you're like, we just don't gel. You know, maybe you do, maybe you don't. When we say, like, you don't have to gel conversationally, we don't mean, like... You don't have to like each other. You can just fuck, which honestly you could. Yeah, that's acceptable. That's a totally acceptable way of doing this. But it's pretty clear that you want this component. If you're not literally farting on each other and, like, wrestling for dominance all the time and, like, <laughs> doing push-up challenges or whatever, like, yeah. you you still have a relationship.
1: Yes. Yeah. Just because it doesn't look, like, a certain way.
0: Right. You don't have to be... Who Who's a, a couple from television? Uh... Starbuck and Apollo. Oh, they that's, suck. That was not good. Oh wait,
1: I got one. Leslie Nope and
0: And Ben Wyatt. Yeah. Well, so that's a really interesting
1: because they worked closely together. Like he was their campaign manager.
0: Right. But they also had very, very different interests and backed each other up in different ways and cared about different things, but learned enough about each other's interests that they could talk about them. Right. Which might be the case for you is you might have such different interests that you have to do a little research.
1: And then like look at Leslie Nope and Ron. Oh. I almost said Ron Weasley. No, no not that Ron. Not that Leslie Ron. Nope and Ron, they had nothing in common. Mm-hmm. But they were still good friends because they respected each other.
0: Yeah. And they had a beautiful, conversational, good relationship. They never got together because they were best friends and not I loved boyfriend a girlfriend. I know? actually loved that. I did too. And,
1: you know, I wondered if at one point in the early, early stages of writing that show, if they considered that they would end up together. And I'm glad they did not.
0: I'm so glad too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there is a delineation between. Is that how you say that word? Delineation? Delineation, I think. There's a line. There you go. <laughs> between a romantic partner and a friend. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You're doing great. You can respect the line. Oh, yeah. Have a slumber party. Yeah. Good advice. Anyway. I mean, I feel like we're done. Yeah god we are we both have colds thank you for sticking through this episode of friendshiping yeah thanks for sticking with us yeah you're welcome for staying here I don't know how to end that anyway if you want to ask us a question you can at s.fm slash do friendship if you'd like to follow us on Twitter you can do that too that's at do friendship you can subscribe and like and fave and rate us anywhere where podcasts are found thank you for listening you're welcome for talking
1: do friendship
0: at the problem